welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I want to talk about a topic that is very close to my heart and this is friendship. Now I know in my own recovery having close friendships has been invaluable and it is really one of the main things that has seen me through and kept me going. And I think this is something that not everybody listening may feel that they have. But I really want to encourage you as we start 2022, if this is an area of your life where you feel that you haven't got people in your life who get you, who accept you, who understand you, who uplift you, who encourage you, as part of your New Year's resolutions or goals, if you're setting them, it might be something to really think about and invest in because actually for your eating disorder recovery, for your mental health, it is so worth it. Now I know when my children were babies and toddlers, feeling suffocated by the chaos and endless demands of domestic life, my friend, I'm going to call her Emma, listened unconditionally to my woes on the phone and shared hers back. And she had been there before for me when we were finding ourselves travelling in Australia When I was in recovery from bulimia, we used to talk endlessly as we put childhood demons behind us and began to start afresh. Now I know we both weren't really able to talk to people in our families at the time and we found so much connection and support and solace in being able to support each other and to be able to kind of get each other. At my wedding, she was my supporter and cheerleader injecting her immense excitement and joy into this special day and today she remains a constant presence in my life although these days we talk much less and geographically it's not possible anymore just to pop in for a cup of tea but most importantly I know she is there and I owe this friendship a great deal in my happiness and well-being quotient quotient so I hope I don't ever take it for granted But what if you're listening and you don't have close friends? We know that we have an epidemic of loneliness in the UK and it is certainly one of the most talked about issues in counselling and a trigger for many unhelpful escape strategies like overeating, drinking, compulsive shopping and internet use. And in some ways we have never felt so connected with others, constantly glued to our iPhones and other electronic devices but time for meaningful connections has diminished with our ever busier lives. And loneliness can be hard to bear, especially when you feel maybe that you shouldn't feel lonely. Perhaps you feel surrounded by people, but actually you don't feel very connected at all. Now we know that people live longer when they have meaningful relationships, these being incredibly important for our mental well-being. Centenarians, you know, the people that live to 100, they're not spiralising their courgettes or weighing out their food by the gram. One of the things that really keeps them going is having invested in their relationships, having that connection, being able to laugh, being able to kind of feel that they are sort of loved and cared for and a part of something. We put time and effort into health, exercise, work and family, but it's so worth investing in our friendships too. And it can be a vital component helping towards eating disorder recovery. 
So if you're listening today and you're feeling lonely and you want to connect more with others, I'm sharing six tips. So number one, you only need a few friendships. If you have two or three close friends or even just one really good friend who you can be yourself with, in my opinion, this is worth a thousand followers or friends on social media. But to gain a friend, you need to be a friend first. So if you're feeling lonely, scale down the time spent on social media, scrolling through feeds and having more superficial interactions and scale up the time as is possible with COVID, meeting face to face or talking on the phone to someone. I know something that I often do because people are busy is if I really want to connect with someone and I think they're probably not available right now, I'll often send them a voice note. And I do this regularly with my sisters. I do it regularly with my two or three of my closest friends. And it's great because even if I don't actually get to speak to them in that moment, leaving a voice note helps me feel really connected and it helps shift my mood. And it feels like I've actually sort of been listened to and heard and understood, even if I'm not getting an immediate response. So obviously talking to someone face to face or on the phone or FaceTime or something is your ideal, but a voice note is something as well that could be a really, really valuable tip. Number two, embrace vulnerability. Many people are very scared of being vulnerable and trusting others. And you may have received conditional messages growing up about the way you looked, your interests, or the way you behaved. And you might have been bullied at school And understandably, this might result in you carrying intense shame and questioning your likability. Therefore, you hide away and don't put yourself out in the world. And this then leaves you isolated and lonely. The only way we can connect closely with others, though, is through our vulnerability. So you might need to take baby steps forwards to doing this. Be brave and persevere in going out into the world. And maybe start with a shared activity or group where the pressure to interact face-to-face is less intense. And I think with vulnerability, it needs to be done in baby steps because of sometimes you just need to kind of suss out a friendship first or kind of like dip your toe in the water and see if this is someone that you can be open with and vulnerable with and who you might be able to trust. And I think what we often do as we're building friendships is we sort of take turns in sharing a little bit more of our vulnerable side. And then over time, we can feel that, you know, that we've built some trust and we can share more. But that takes a bit of time. And in a way, that's right. You know, you don't want to be kind of sharing all your um, deepest and darkest secrets with someone perhaps that you've just met and who if you're not quite sure really if they're the right person to be sharing with. And I guess if we're going to be vulnerable, we want to be in the presence of someone who is accepting, kind, encouraging, non-judgmental. You know, if somebody is not those things, they are not really the person that is going to be good to be vulnerable with. Number three, show persistence. So you might have to do a bit of searching to find your tribe. We all need people who get us, the ones who share our interests, passions and little quirks. And if you don't have people on your doorstep to connect with, you might have to expand your efforts and go further afield. And this is where the internet can really benefit us as we can connect with people the world over. So don't be discouraged as well if your first attempts don't work out. See yourself as a curious adventurer who is collecting different experiences and trust that friendships will come along the way in time. 
And I think this is really true. When I think back to some of the people that I'm closest to in my life, um, you know, I think often I've had a real kind of instant click with these people, but they haven't all kind of come along at once. It's taken time. And, um, you know, there's been lots of other people in my life who have been acquaintances or perhaps people who are friends, but more on the periphery. But it's keeping going, really persisting and waiting, really, so you can find those people that you really get that connection with, because there will be people out there. You just need to find them. Number four, remember that most people are nice. Now, if you've had a difficult childhood, you may not have experienced the best qualities in human nature firsthand, and you'll be really anxious about rejection, and you might expect more of the same. You won't want to put yourself out there for fear of getting rejected. So there is, of course, much hurt and anger in the world, but people are generally kind and like helping others, and most people want more friends. Most people want to feel more connected. And most people as well have had their own fair share of problems and experiences can be relatable. So many things that we go through, other people have gone through too. And if someone seems to have a perfect life with it all together, it's extremely unlikely that this is to be tr- this is the truth. They're just very good probably at showing you the bits that they want you to see. So the imperfections of human nature actually bind us together and can be an immense source of support and encouragement. And I think about like the three closest people in my life. They are the people that know the ups and downs, the messy bits. Um, you know, they are the people that have kind of walked the road with me and they've, I've sort of shared in their ups and downs and they've shared in mine. And actually it's the vulnerability that has really bonded us. Number five, don't take things personally. So don't take things too personally and avoid analysis paralysis. So sometimes if a friend cancels, it's genuinely because they are busy or have their own struggles. So instead, actually recognize your own worth rather than assuming the worst case scenario, for example, that you're really unlikable. Of course, if someone repeatedly lets you down, maybe this isn't someone you want to invest in a long-term friendship with. But just be careful of not going into every interaction with your antennae up, almost looking for evidence that you're unlikable because actually that's not true. And um, you know, some people are just great at being in touch with others and connecting. Other people are not so good, but try not to take it so personally because it's often more about them than about you. And number six, know your worth as a friend. Rather than focusing on your perceived lack or comparing yourself to others, look to the things that you have to give in friendship. Your sense of humor, your thoughtfulness, your enthusiasm, your quirky taste in music, your love of tattoos or animals or whatever it might be. Each of us has much to bring and share in friendship and it's worth taking the risk to access the joy of meaningful connection. And something that I often do as well is I expect people to like me and of course not everyone is going to like me I'm realistic about that but when I go into interactions expecting that I'm going to be liked expecting that I have things to bring the outcome is often really really positive so you know recognize that you have things to offer that you have things to bring and actually people want more friends people want to get to know you you have so much to give So as we move into the new year, make a resolution to invest and build your friendships. Healthy relationships are so valuable for good mental well-being and healthy relationships will absolutely support you in your recovery. 
So thank you so much for listening today. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at The Eating Disorder Therapist. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to theeatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you would follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Thank you.